Hey, you guys. Welcome to Ghosted <laughs> Stories. I'm Chelsea and Aaron's yawning. Because she's very excited about this podcast. No, I'm doing... Yeah. You did it again, though. <laughs> I know. It's so well, mean. I thought you knew that I was doing it. No, and because you, you just were singing. The whole thing. I'm a little bit drunk because I had a coworker happy hour, but you guys will enjoy it. Point being, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's a day after. I hope you were fine and it was good or normal miranda just tried to jump up and almost hurt herself so aaron yeah we're gonna talk about some very interesting stuff today but first and foremost what are your thoughts on valentine's day i don't have strong feelings about valentine's day okay and i don't feel like i also even did when i was single i don't think it's just like that now i'm in a relationship no i never cared that much either way okay so it wasn't me. Did you and Pat have any like memorable Valentine's days, like good or bad? Um, we almost had our first date on Valentine's Day oh, because we were like, I like you mentioned this before. Okay, yeah, we were. Uh, it was through OKCube at the desktop, mm-hmm. and I think we both realized it immediately, and then we were like, "Let's move it for one day later." And that's why our anniversary is the twenty third. Oh, that's fun. <coughs> so. No, we would always like him planning something out. Oh, but then, so I think it was our first Valentine's Day, possibly. And I remember I met him and I'm very good at guessing everything, everything he does. Because like men are so also like transparent that you're like, I know what you're doing. So he's like, he's like, well, I made us a reservation somewhere special for, um, for Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, can I guess? And he was like, He's like, well, you're not going to guess. And I was like, all right, well, can I have one clue? He's like, it's downtown. I went two if by C. And he was like, what the fuck? What? That's all, wait, how did you know? Because it was on the, all the list of like most romantic places for Valentine's Day. And I knew That's he would have Googled it and went to the first list and picked the first thing <laughs> on the first list. That's amazing. Was it good? It was amazing. I mean, it's gorgeous. Like you have to go. It's like it's a it's like in an old carriage house. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, it was really fantastic. But he got so mad that now I'm not allowed to guess things because if I guess something and I get it right, then I get it taken away, (laughs) (laughs) which is hard for me because I love guessing and things. And you're mostly right. And I'm always right. Yeah. Yeah. I I equally don't care that much about Valentine's Day, although I will say I feel like I'm one of those people that equal parts wants to not care about something that everyone cares about in a way. Mm -hmm. And then I also, though, think... It's Valentine's Day. You should do something special and fancy for me. You know what I mean? Oh, having something special and fancy for you is always great. At all times. I'm never going to turn that down. Right. I, oh, I used to make Pat buy me roses and chocolates just because I thought it was like for a gas. Right. And um, I liked roses and chocolates. <laughs> for a goof. <clears throat> I get that it's like a very just commercial invented holiday, but why not also, you know, still celebrate it and do something special and fancy for me. I can't think of any Valentine's Day that were especially memorable or not memorable. Well, I will say my ex, I remember that right before we broke up, we went out for Valentine's Day and we had a huge fight about something just, I'm sure, like meaningless. And on the way home, we were walking home to my apartment and I was so angry. I like mock punched a brick wall so I, I just like wanted him to like think I was doing something dramatic 
Yeah, so that was a great Valentine's Day. Wait, did you actually punch the wall? <laughs> Other people be like, and then the bone was showing and I had to go to the ED. No, I mean, thankfully, no. It was like, I was sort of just like trying to make him think I was going to do something crazy, like punch. I'm, am I a crazy person here? Wait, when was this? How long oh, ago? This was my ex before my current boyfriend. This is in like 2014, <laughs> right before we broke up. <laughs> I was like pretending to punch brick walls on these streets. I mean, I think it's good maybe that it ended. Yeah, it was probably good. Um, yeah, so that's my only memory for Wait, did you guys do anything last year? We got into a huge fight. You know. Or we, were you guys not on a break? No. So so Nick and I, yeah, at, at points have taken a, had taken a break in the middle of last year, but we were together on Valentine's Day and I can't remember what we did, uh, but I know we did something, but I can't remember what. Honey, I love you. I'm sure it was special. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I do like the idea of here's okay, here's what I like. I like if you were like, well, I'm not in a romantic relationship, but let me celebrate the people in my life that I love. And if that's your friends or your family, yeah, I sure. I get behind that 100%. Sure. I don't like when it goes into like a snarky territory. I feel like and then right. you when you're like embittered because you're not with someone and it's and that and when they like those are the parts that I'm like, I don't like it. It's like, then yeah. just treat it like another day. It seems like this is a very emotional thing for you. Because why exactly? It's like, because it is just like a fake day. So just right. celebrate if you want. Ignore it if you don't. Yeah. If you want to go drinking Happy with your day. girlfriends who you love 100%. on Valentine's Day, go. That's well, awesome. Have that's fun. I normally, yeah. Because I feel like more often than not, I was single on uh, Valentine's Day. And yeah, one time we went to some weird Kelly Noonan who will be on this podcast soon in a few weeks. Um, it has been on before and one of our other friends, we like went to a bar here in Astoria and did a, it was like a, a screw and, oh God, what was it called? Like <laughs> screw and wing nut. I don't know. Not in screws. Like you went in and when you went in the door, you got either washer a, and screw. Yes. Washer and screw. <laughs> but like, I feel like it was called something cuter than that. And yeah. you like got a washer or a screw and you had to like walk around and mingle with people to see which of your screws fit who's washer okay it was like a game and then talk to them i'm like this is cute in principle but like everyone's insane um yeah. and then yeah definitely like over the course of most of my valentine's days i've done friend things where you go to dinner and just like do something fun so you know listen the point is valentine's day is another day and life is meaningless and you know all right. I mean, I have a hard time getting behind that. <laughs> I think it's like Valentine's Day is just another day if it's a painful day for you. But if you want to take time to celebrate the people in your life that you love, enjoy then yourself. Then this is yeah. a fun, this is a day where it's socially Absolutely. appropriate. Treat yourself. But any day can be Valentine's Day if you want it. That's so true. Erin, you're so right. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into some Valentine's Day things we want to talk about. So Erin found this article in like 1983. Mm-hmm. and we're gonna i was talk still about up in now. heaven just waiting to come down i was like let me do some reading <laughs> so in honor of valentine's day we're gonna talk about this awesome uh little article that aaron found on cup of it's by megan can megan con megan can con do you read cup of joe it's kind of fantastic. It's a great blog. I mean, this she's, article is really cute and fun. Yeah, she does cute and fun like stuff like this too. What I love is she's totally like, like the typical like J Crew person. Like okay. she always dresses real cute. She has two sons. She has a cute little husband who works for the Times. Yeah. They have like a gorgeous townhouse in somewhere in Brooklyn. Oh wow! 
And so like a lot of her stuff can be a little bit like basic bits, but I like, but I love it. But then she also talks really frankly about like sex and relationships in a way that I really like where she's like, here are vibrators that I enjoy. And And I can really get behind it because she's very much like, these are all just aspects of being a woman and there's no judgment placed on any of them. So like it's motherhood, okay. it's relationship with your parents and your sisters, it's vibrators, it's your husband. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's like female centric relationship centric. It's not just like, no, it's her whole life. And then it's like clothes oh, that she likes. Oh, Cause it's like, remember when blogs were just like blogs were a thing. Remember blogs. Yeah. And like the, in like 2009, mm-hmm. I, she started it probably then I've been reading it for forever. Oh wow. And so it's grown into now she has like people who work for her and stuff. And it's a little bit, it's like branched out more definitely, but it's okay. like, it's great. Check it out. It's good. It's All fun. Right. I'm into it. I'm into it so much that we're talking about it right now. So, yes. Um, basically Aaron, uh, one of the cup of Joe, um, articles that you found are 40 great reader comments on dating, Yeah, which is so topical. Aaron, take it away. Let's like talk about some of these questions. So this is just like, oh, the other thing about cup of Joe is that she has a very like loyal and very like kind people who are in the comments. And a lot of time they post things that are like really interesting. So this is just like advice on dating. Like we can just pick ones that we think are like yeah, interesting to Just read. like go through it. I'm into all of it. It's Valentine's Day. It is it's Valentine's Day. It's the day after Valentine's Day. So it's like the least topical Valentine's Day of all the 365 days in the year. It's November. Yeah. <laughs> November. February. February 15th. Yeah, so I'm going to be married in a week. Oh my God. Oh, here's a good one on feeling confused. I read a great quote once that summed up dating for me. If he or she likes you, you will know. If he or she doesn't, you will be confused. Mm. I wish I'd read this when I w- went through a long period of confusion. I'm now in a relationship with a long-term friend who I'm not even embarrassed around <laughs> and isn't embarrassed by me. Even when I dance to Copacabana on the radio from Emmy. I love that. That's nice. And that's yeah, true. It's very true. Exactly. Like when you're confused. and that. But then we don't want to kill our brand which is talking about confusing things and helping people who are confused yeah we we don't want them to think that when they're confused they just shouldn't think about it when you're confused listen to this podcast (laughs) buy things that we're selling when we finally adopt ads but then also truly when you're confused yeah it probably is not a relationship worth you know figuring out but that's something you also have to learn because I feel like no matter how many times you'll hear that advice, you don't get it until you get it. And it's hard to see it when you're in it. You right. know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're in it, you're like, oh, well, you wouldn't even classify it as like confused. You'd mm-hmm. be like, well, it's this and it's happening. And, you know, and then in hindsight, you're like, oh, I was fucking that was not normal. I was confused and I should have run away. Yeah. How about this? Oh, my God. This one is on romantic walks. Is that like? A walk to remember, Mandy Moore. Yeah. If you can remember that, you're almost 40. When my partner and I were still dating, we used to walk from one of our apartments to the other across San Francisco. We didn't check cell phones or anything, just walked and talked. It was the best way to get to know one another. I mean, that's cute. Yeah. Does anyone even do that anymore? Can I need like, to have yeah. a relationship without cell phones? I feel like... Pat's really into that when we go out to dinner and stuff of like no phones. Cell phones away. Yeah, mm. he gets real mad at me if I check or something. Really? Yeah, but be about that. the part that annoys me is that then 
when we're walking, he checks his phone all the time, which is annoying because he's also very tall. So then I just turn around and I'm always like looking at the back of his cell phone when I'm like, oh, let's have this moment together. Like, look at, we can observe life happening in front of us. And he's like, oh, I'm checking what's happening in WWE. (laughs) Uh, CM Punk might come back. I feel like this is a very Delilah episode. Do you think Delilah would ever do our podcast? I mean, we can ask her. Let's do it. Delilah. Is she alive? All right. That's a bummer. No, I think she's alive. You think so? Yeah, why wouldn't she be alive? I don't know. Let's Google it. Anyone listening? Is Delilah alive? Let us know. We can keep talking about uh, a watcher member, Mandy Moore. Here's a Cup of Joe listener, reader. Readers write for Cup of Joe. Listeners write for us. (laughs) A reader named Kimberly. A long time ago, I read a study that men are often comfortable taking talking side by side and women are more comfortable talking face to face. Next time you're at a party, you'll see this behavior happening, she says in parentheses. I'm always afraid of running out of conversation, so my trick is to schedule a first date activity, a walk through a park, sitting at the bar. This seems like very different. She's like, oh, on a first date, here's a hot tip. Don't look at him. Well, even, well, that too, and also make it activity. And she, she categorizes activities as both walking in a park and sitting at a bar. Sitting at a bar is an activity. I'm super active. <laughs> so walk through a park, sitting at a bar, whatever allows us to walk side by side. I don't know if it, which are 50% of the, those things are not. I don't know if it always makes a difference, but it makes me feel more comfortable. Kimberly, you lost me at sitting at a bar. Not in that I agree with that, but I feel like it contradicts everything you wanted to say in that. Yeah, but what are gun range? Like, what are side by side activities? Right, that are activities or, or like partners tennis? Yeah, <laughs> uh, museum looking. Oh, yeah. I think that's true because I feel like I have my best conversations when I'm driving with someone. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, except I mean, for you because you fall asleep immediately. Oh, all the, I mean before, <laughs> pri- like on the way to walking to sit in the car, I'm asleep already. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not opposed to sitting at a bar date because i think you also have great conversation then but i think there's something to be said for an activity date but oh man i'm trying to think like if i was still dating what activity other than i can't remember the last time i suggested a date that was an activity beyond what kimberly said sitting at a bar and drinking have you ever been on a like a straight up activity date aaron no ever paintball oh watching pat on our second date came up with like the most hokey clearly this is not real excuse for why we were supposed to do on a date it was actually the cutest because he worked for a company that made like travel books okay and so he's like oh we're making a travel book about the east village so i have to go like photograph these storefronts which was like "Eh, no there's professionals for that and also like we're good on the east village like i think we we have enough. It's been graphed. Um, so that we like walked around the East Village and like he took pictures. He really didn't take pictures of much. He immediately. That's fun though. Yeah, I was really cute. I mean, it was he was trying. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of like the most activity date I've ever been on. One time I went on a date with a guy. I, I might have talked about in this podcast before. It's my most just kind of like random date. We went and got a slice of pizza on Bleecker Street. 
on just like a walk-in stand-up, like, you know, two feet by two feet, grab a slice type of place. And then we went to a sex shop next door just to browse. All right. I don't like that. I feel like, you know, I respect your feeling of that. I feel like he wanted it to be aggressively random. You know what I mean? And, And it's sort of like you had to embrace his trying to be aggressively random and weird or had to rebel against it. And I was sort of caught in the middle. Um, I also, what other random things have I ever done? I mean, God damn, this is, yeah, no, I don't know. That's about it. And then drinking, drinking and more drinking. I can't think well, of the any problem weird, with activities is that on your first date, it does need to be a little bit of a getting to know you date. Like right. I think an activity will be good like second, third date, yeah. but I think a first date should be like, drinks hey, coffee a walk yeah take a chat yeah yeah I because agree. yeah i think it's tough yeah because then it's like oh you're now you're in with this person for two hours doing something where it's like well sure that's the other thing like just similar to like you don't want the first date to be dinner you don't want the first date to be an activity because you don't want to mm-hmm. be trapped with that guy right right person. right like, so first date is this person yeah it's coffee Ugh. all right let's keep talking wait what this else? one is a really sweet one all right go for it uh, this is from Trisha. Um, and it's titled on going for nice. My grandfather recently passed away at the age of 94. He and my grandmother were married for nearly 74 years. What? I spent time with her on the day of the funeral, just holding her hand and listening to what she had to say. At one point, she turned to me, looked me in the eye and said, he was never mean. A fine legacy for a wonderful oh man. Oh, my God. That's so emotional. I know. Now I'm crying. Trisha, that's so sweet. That's very, very sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's also though sad that we have to read an article entitled Dating Advice where one of the advice things is find someone who's nice. Like, <laughs> who's I mean, not mean. <laughs> Listen, it's rough out there. That's very sweet. What about, do you know much about your grandparents' relationship, Aaron? Um, so my dad's parents are still alive. I know a lot about their relationship. Also because my grandmother is very frank about everything she's like listen i'm 86 and i'm an open book ask me questions i love that it was amazing oh the funniest thing was though so she got they got married when she was 17 and he was 18 because it was during the war he was the only man left in manchester new hampshire so she (laughs) scooped him up um and they were very much in love with each other and um and so she had six kids by the time she was 24 and i was talking to somebody or 24 or 25. And I was talking to, to somebody and I was like, yeah, what the hell? Ha-? Like, I wonder what happened when, like, how she stopped having kids because, you know, that would have been 19, like 1960. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I asked her and I was like, what did you guys do for, for BC? I'm like, at after like number six, you were done. Cause the number six was my father too. I was like, you, you didn't want anymore. She was like, no, she was like, that was ridiculous. She was like, it was too many kids. I was young. We were moving around and I'm like, what'd you do? She's like the pill. She's like, I, got, I went on the pill and then I had a histo when I was 40. A histo? Yeah. Hashtag? Took it out. Wow. She's like, I'm done with this. It served its purpose. But yeah, it was like, it, I don't know, but it's really interesting. But it's, um, yeah, it's great to, that she's so frank about everything, especially like totally. stuff with like women's rights and sexuality and stuff where she's like, yeah, this is the way it was. This is what we did. That's awesome. She said the pill was horrible. Because they, uh, I mean, it messed with your hormones so is. bad. She said she was like a maniac. Yeah. But. Nothing's changed. <laughs> what about, what about your other set of grandparents? Um, I don't, my grandfather was a lot, like, died when I was in my 
late teens. So I definitely knew him. My grandmother died before I was born. He remarried a worthless swamp witch of a woman oh, named perfect. Helen. Um, <coughs> but she, I know that they, that she was a few years older than him. There's a rumor that he that she dated Robert Frost before him, what? which is unsubstantiated. I feel like it's just one of those things people like throw Did you substantiate out. Substantiate it? Like I guess there could be this? a way. I don't know how. Let's try. But I know she was like three or four years older than him. I don't know how they met. Um, but my mom said that they were very much in love and she was like you can tell when it's pictures of her when she was alive and then after she died she's like he never smiled with his eyes after Oh wow! and then you can tell when you see pictures of him smiling so, with your eyes is big yeah it's a whole thing yeah and uh, yeah so right. that's it what about you I don't have many grandparent things I mean like my uh, uh, mom's parents I was always close to my grandma but my mom's father died before I was born but I know that they marry I mean I think she was pretty young this is like horrible how little I know I think she was pretty young and then I mean it was during the fucking like war you know World War Two or whatever and they were just trying to get married and have kids and make bread and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know whatever people were doing back then and then my dad's parents I think, I mean, similarly, my, I know my grandfather fought in World War II. My grandmother, I think, was younger than him. I feel like this was par for the course back then. And, yeah, I have nothing to contribute. I don't know anything about the relationship. I only, like, know stories about what I feel like I could tell you their occupations and, like, what they did in the war and what ice cream they liked. And I don't know anything about their relationship. That's mm-hmm. awful. I and always all ask. dead. I need no, to ask. Sad. I know it is. We sad. need to go back to Lilydale. Ask them some questions. We should. Oh my god! If anyone's listening and wants to go to Lilydale, it's a psychic medium collective in New York. Aaron, our friend, who's also named Chelsea, who was on this podcast like episodes ago, Stout. Chelsea Stallenberg, she's going to go to a psychic medium uh, tomorrow. That's exciting. I know. I also and have a good psychic if you're looking for one. <gasps> She's amazing. I should have asked you. That's fine. I'm sure this other one lady is good, too. Oh, well, I mean, you should tell Chelsea you're psychic, too. And then she should go to all of them and then rate them on rateyourpsychic.org, <laughs> which is a thing. Um, all right. Let's do some more of these. Like, Wait, I found one that I liked that I thought oh was God, good. Go for it. On unexpected questions uh, from Susie. I was recently on a first date with a guy who asked, what's one personality trait you hope other people pick up on about you. It caught me off guard, but it led to my taking a moment to think about what I like about myself. I told him I wanted other people to see me as somebody who is present and lives in the moment. He then asked if I was living in the moment right then with him. It was kind of sexy, intimate exchange. I'm into it. That's fantastic. That's like a really fucking critical thinking, awesome question. It's such a good question because for the person asking, it's like you can see the what the person says. Like, so you see what they value. And then you can be like, I want people to see me as nice. And you just yelled at the waiter. You're like, well, you're not living your truth. Yes. And then I also think that you could tell with a question like this, I think it would be obvious whether the person was sincere and they're asking them or not. You know what I mean? Like, if they ask a question like that, I feel like you can you can tell if someone's saying it because they read it in cupofjoe.com mm-hmm. or they really want to know 
What would you say, Erin? I know. What would I say for a trait yeah, that I I know I was just thinking. What would you say? I think that I would say I want people to think, oh my God, this is so hard. It is. I'm trying to think of like how to articulate it. I guess I would want people to see me as, let me just like talk out loud. Maybe like, I don't know, warm and just, I sincerely want to get to know people. And I feel like, or maybe like genuine or, you know, something that also feels aggressive because I feel like if you, well, because if someone's saying like, I want you to see me genuine that feels very like you know what i mean you can't ask someone but it's not one person it's like how do you want the world to perceive you like what's the energy you want to put out there strongest i would hope then that i guess people perceive that about me of just like sincerely genuine and like inquisitive and Mm -hmm. wanting to get to know the person that's in front of me and loving of cats i mean yes and pop music what about you and pop, yeah, we know about the pop music. <laughs> um, what do I want people? I think that I'm. I don't know. I think that I'm loyal. I okay, think I would want that. That I don't, because I definitely am not a nice person, and that isn't something that I would ever pride myself on. Why do you feel that way? Because I feel like I can be not nice, and I'm okay with well, not being I don't nice. Be not nice. Yeah, so I don't think people would ever describe me as like not like I know that. I know that I intimidate people when I first meet them and it's an energy that I give off that I don't intend to do and I never and I don't understand it myself but I get that like because multiple people have been like when I met you you <laughs> made me nervous so interesting. and I don't understand that and it's and it's never my intention to make anybody nervous like I want people to feel comfortable around me and everything right. but it's just I don't know so it's like I know that that's not something that I could probably do or be so, I mean, I would want to be kind, but I don't know if I always live up to that either. This is like a real conundrum. This is like a real question. Well, for the record, I think you're both nice and welcoming <laughs> and kind. But I, I mean, like, I don't know. I think that's an interesting. I think I think anytime you're meeting anyone for the first time, I think more often than not, it's a feeling of uh, uncertainty and like, Mm-hmm. What is this person's intention? And, you know, I think it's like more often than not, people are sort of like the the main um, instinct is sort of like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I also think I have like a re- resting bitch face. So I think when I'm just moving through the world, like not thinking of anything, just like comfortable, just hanging in, people take that as me being like upset or something. And I'm like, I went to get my, for my like second dress fitting and my <laughs> my tailor kept being like, also, I had just come from Barry's boot camp, so my face, I had, like, no no makeup on. Sure. And she was like, are you okay? How, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just going to do the dress fitting. She was like, are you sure? And I was like, I'm not wearing any makeup, Selena. And, <gasps> oh, my um, God. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm just, like, out of it. I just worked out. And she's like, okay, okay, because your face. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> so what did she think was happening? You were just pissed? Like, what was she upset about? I th- no, I think that the look on my face of just like not just being like nonchalant, like relaxed, like just like let's just go for my fitting, not Got like it. being overly like effusive. Like I'd met this woman before, so I didn't have to be like, oh hi, like oh so nice to meet you. I was just sort of like, oh hey, what's up? Got it. Let's get this done. Then she was just sort of like, is everything okay? And I was like, no, it's fine. Got it. I mean, listen, uh, resting bitch face is a real thing. I don't think you have it, but then again, I know you, so what do I know? But Maybe I saw this on Twitter and I forget who it was because I don't want to steal any jokes. But it's my favorite 
that there is no such thing as resting bitch face because a bitch never rests. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. Yeah. Amen. Um, All right. Let's do another one. So this is Cup of Joe on breakup advice. The best breakup advice I ever had was from an old boss who told me to do something for myself. In a relationship, you often consider something else and never just focus on you. I took up running, and that was and still is my headspace time. It has helped my self-esteem. Whenever I was worried about something related to my ex, I'd either have resolved it by the end of the run or be too exhausted to care. I love this, and this makes me motivated to go back to my old self, which (laughs) I ran every morning. And running or just some sort of exercise or meditation even, because I feel like my... Man, I used to, for years and years and years, up to, I mean, just like the past year and a half, for whatever reason, I fell out of the habit, but I was such an avid, devoted runner. I would run every morning for at least three miles minimum, if not like four or five, and that was my meditation, and that was my exactly like what they're saying, like just kind of like the time to like think about stuff and forget about it, so. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it's good, and I like don't want to be like an exercise guru or something, but I think it's like there is something to be said about moving your body. And I don't think that it needs to be a, you know, run five miles unless that's what you're into. But I think there is something, there is such a connection between the mind and the body that I think when you're feeling low, sometimes just putting on a bra and walking out the front door and going for a 20 minute walk around your neighborhood, that's going to change your whole view of things. Like you need to keep your body moving. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's important. But then it's also find the thing that's right for you. Kelly Noonan, who we keep name dropping this episode, but she does like yoga and that's her thing. And she loves it. She does it every day. You had running. Like I do my boot camp, and I feel like when I can do that three, four times a week, it's like, it does calm you down. Like I feel like I work my body to the point of exhaustion you're doing something where you are just concentrating on like what's the next move and you're not thinking about like this and over here and this and you're not you know what I mean and then that clears out your brain to also start thinking about like important things or having bigger moments totally and everything else isn't as important or is in perspective you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because you never want to say obviously those things still in your brain or if you're like in a weird relationship situation or like stressed about dating obviously that will still all be in your brain it's not to diminish it or devalue it but you can just kind of have something else that takes precedent or it keeps everything in perspective yeah because you can't stress about the same thing for too long and i think especially That's if right. you're in a breakup funk oh yeah it's so true you got to start moving even revenge when you don't want to move revenge body listen i'm not saying that you need to <laughs> revenge body but i think you need to move but for we're your not mental saying health saying you don't need to yeah i think too much also like the focus with exercising is on looking different. And I think for a lot of people like, well, if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to diet and if I'm not going to do this 12 times a week, what's the point? It's like, the point is that you just will feel better afterwards. Right. So if it is just like low impact, it's not going to really change the way your body looks, but if it changes the way that you feel, I don't know why I'm on such a soapbox about it, but I, it's true. I really believe in it. For a million years. And I agree with you. Yeah. What else? Here's, uh, Let's do this one and then we'll do the the Twitter thing. Okay, perfect. So this is from Jenny on Dating Prep. My friend and I had this ritual of singing Eye of the Tiger to each other over the phone before first date to help calm each other's nerves. Well, that's fun. That's cute. Did I you like, and your friends ever have like a date ritual? I never had like dating buddy prep rituals, unfortunately. I wish I would. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But also, this is going to sound shitty and self-absorbed, but I don't know if I ever felt 
like I needed. Tate's never stressed me out. Is that shitty of me to say? No, I think you're a very I, personable person. Like, I, I think, think they stress some people I think, out. Yeah, I think I like meeting people, but I get 100% that, like, if you're not into just generally meeting people, like, I think I am, which is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be, I don't, I mean, it would be extraordinarily stressful. I don't even know how I'd live my life. Did Jade stress you out? Never. Do you like meeting people though? Or yeah. Just like, well, because I, I think I sure. worked in, um, I worked as a sales associate for so long. Right. I worked as a bartender for so long that I think so much of my job was literally just like going up to people, right. matching their energy, and then figuring out how to make them comfortable. Right. So it was so easy to do that for me on a date because I'm like, oh, I've been doing this. Right. It's like, <laughs> that was my 10,000 hours wasn't that. Like meeting people, making them feel uncomfortable. So I think that then when I was going on dates, that was just what I did right. so naturally. So I never had a date that was just like a 20 minute date. I always had like seven hour dates because I'm like, let's really get to the bottom of you. And well, I then, think it's such a female thing too because yeah. I feel the same way, you know, like, yeah. Oh, and then I would walk away and be like, nope. And they would be like, oh, but I really <laughs> like talking to you like, can we, like, I didn't feel a spark, but can we still like be friends? Like, can I still hang out? And I'd be like, yeah, no, man. I like, I got a lot of friends. It's cool. <laughs> but I, but yeah. So I never had that feeling. Yeah. yeah. No. no. I was never nervous. But I get it how it can be nerve wracking for people. A hundred percent. And I also get a hundred percent what you said, which is like, just by virtue of that we are people who are easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Guys are like, oh my God, we're so can I'm like, no, I just know how to make people feel comfortable and I care about human connections. Okay. Right. So listen, you guys, before we leave you on this day after Valentine's Day, which no one cares about Valentine's Day anymore, but you know, put this in your pocket for next year. Um Tom McNabb at LGB Tom uh, lovely, lovely gentleman, fan of Pretty Little Liars. That's how we initially became pals. He tweeted us uh, a ghosted article, and he posed the question, in addition to sending like a fun ghosted article for us to read, he posed the question, what do you think, guy or girl, writing oh, this article? Right. Which, yeah, I think it's like a fun, interesting question and twist. So this was just like on a message board, uh, and the title is, I ghosted my boyfriend of five years. I came over to his house one morning to surprise him with breakfast and a video game he wanted, only to find him naked, asleep, and with his ex curled in his arms. He didn't hear me come in, so I closed his bedroom door and left his breakfast and game on the kitchen counter along with my keys to his house. I went to my car, deactivated my Facebook, oh shit, dramatic, and blocked him on all forms of social media. I then called my phone provider to change my number before driving off. Okay, wait, what? This is a lot. This is a lot, right? I texted family members and close friends that were no longer together. Um, Wait, I texted family members and close friends that were no longer together and to block him on social media as well. I didn't tell them why. I was in a position to end the lease at my apartment early. And I started a new job in a different city later that week. I completely removed myself from him and didn't offer a shred of explanation or opportunity for dialogue. I disappeared from his life after his betrayal. And I think it'll not only help me focus on my myself without his presence, but I think completely shutting myself off from him will hurt worse than anything he thinks on how good he had it with me these last five years. Five years. I mean, there's a lot going on. So uh, Tom tweeted that at us, but um, 
someone named Saitlin at Horchata tweeted it, but it doesn't seem like she necessarily. I think it's a woman. She was just like tweeting it from that someone else posted. It looks like. I think it also is a woman. It just, I mean, you know, we're basing on nothing but gut instinct. Also that she brought food. But then I love (laughs) that she's like calmly puts down the video game and the food. Wow. Yeah. Instead of just throwing that around his living room, which is what I would have done. And I closed the door and left his breakfast. Like, what the fuck? I would have just not left the breakfast or anything and then have him think I fell off the face of the earth. Wow. Like, if he just never knew what happened. But that's insane that you would immediately just, like, how calm, like, how diabolical that you're just like, I'm going to go to my car, call AT&T, get this sorted. That was what was amazing. I'm just like, you know, just going to make sure I loop in all my friends, family and service providers (laughs) immediately (laughs) and just cut off service. Wow. I mean, that's such a baller move. That's a hardcore ghosting and a hardcore baller move. Listen, you sometimes you got to ghost for good. Sometimes you just have to do it because also it's like there's nothing he can say. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What would he say? Girl. It was my ex, but we were. It fell, wasn't like you know, that. She was... fell, and then we were so tired. <laughs> it's like no, there's nothing you can say. It was like your ex. I saw you guys together. Like we're done. It's I'm over. out. Uh, Verizon already said. I already told Verizon, so it's listen. Official. It's between you, me, and then Angela. Verizon knows. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine. Mary, happy you're V Day. Merry next week. Yeah. According to this podcast and when it will come out. I mean, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. And you guys email us, ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Please mm-hmm. leave us a review on iTunes, mm-hmm. Stitcher, whatever the fuck you listen to this on. You're going to be great. Um, <laughs> and then that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Boo. Boo.